0: Say now you're tuned into the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host Devon Pouncy. We are here at the Momentum Studios. Myself, D Boy's back again. Sup with it? Back at it. Another week of potting and everything else going on in the world of sports, in the world at large. Obviously, um, the the world is is in quite a bit of turmoil right now. But we'll kick it off with wind shares and. It's not a heavy wind share this week, which is pretty rare. I'm sure you all can attest to that, that listen to this podcast on a regular basis. But we got a doubleheader on Saturday of DJing, no sports broadcasting this week. But we will be DJing at Mermosa for brunch, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then I will be at Export Rooftop Bar and Lounge from 9 p.m. to midnight Sunday We'll probably be at Bible Club, but some of it is going to be weather dependent. So if I were you, I would just follow me on Instagram, check my story over the weekend, and you'll know the time. And if at all, we will be at Bible Club. But for right now, the plan is to make something happen over there on Sunday, but... It's all weather dependent. It's that time of the year. Bible Club's and outdoor venue. Last Sunday was nice. Today, for crying out loud, is a beautiful beautiful. day. Oh, man. Beautiful day for a backyard patio vibe. But um, it's not Sunday. We'll see how it is on Sunday. (laughs) So we'll play it by ear. Um, Up next, we got the homie Chris Partee joining us here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. Because we're going to give you all some predictions. Our NBA Awards predictions, myself, Partee, and D-Boy. And uh, let's get to it. Yo. Partee, we live, man. Let's
1: do it. Wake up and win. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. I'm here. D-Boy's here in studio with me. Um, For those who don't know who Chris Partee is, friend of the show, we obviously teased that he was coming on in the win share segment. He is a friend of the show. He is the host of the courtside crossover. And he's back here with us on the Wake Up and Win podcast, baby.
1: What's going on, everybody?
2: D Boy was cracking over there, man. What's up with you What's up, what up Brody? How you doing? It's been a minute, man.
1: You hey man, I'm just out here cooling, just chilling. You know, just uh, getting ready for this NBA season to get started up. WNBA just wrapped up, so you know it's popping right now. NFL going on. We got it all happening right now.
2: Ah, hey, man, man, you know we locked in. Shout out to the Aces, huh?
1: Oh, big time! Back to back to back! Hey, I think we might be seeing a little dynasty forming here. Man, yeah,
0: absolutely! Yeah. What's a- y'all think? <laughs> absolutely! Uh, I, I definitely it's hard it's hard to say otherwise, <laughs> being that they won back to back titles. They were so short handed in last night's game, and and still was able to pull it out. So we got to learn a little bit more about their depth. I mean, they didn't have you know they didn't have Chelsea Gray out there. Candace Parker, obviously, has been hurt for a majority of the year. They were missing some starters. Oh, yeah. Like they did that with the bench mob and none other than Asia Wilson. <laughs> it,
1: it, <laughs> and, and, and they did it. Then they did it with a game to spare. They beat them three one. Right.
0: They beat they them three one. On the so, road, relatively <laughs> easy. On the road,
2: relatively easy. On the road, easy. So yeah, now, now go
1: ahead. Now I was gonna say. I mean. And, they're the first, aren't they the first WNBA team to repeat in what 20 years, something like that? Yeah, yep. It's been Facts. a while. So, Facts. I mean, like I said, it's look, if they keep that team together, we are watching a dynasty. Adding, yes. They might have a dynasty going here because yes. if they win in one more, you got to call that a dynasty. One more in a row, right? Three yeah. in a row, that's a dynasty.
2: we watching a dynasty unfold right before our eyes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we set it here first. Not only, are, not only are we watching that,
0: um, I think after last night, it is absolutely safe to say Asia Wilson has entered the chat of the GOAT conversation when it comes to women's basketball. I seen that tweet. I thought that was a heavy tweet. She entered the chat. I thought that was a heavy tweet. She entered the chat. For one, going back to back, she's already got the MVP awards, the regular season MVP awards. To me, if I had to compare her, not legacy for legacy, but in terms of why this entered her into the goat chat for women's basketball it's the same reason that Steph Curry was able to get more so entered into chat into the chat after the 2022 season was that she won a finals mvp she's gotten every other award defensive player of the year regular season mvp Ooh. she's won titles olympic gold medals she everything else she's accomplished but that was the only thing that she hadn't accomplished yet was a Finals MVP, not because she wasn't the best player on her team. Just like when Curry won it, especially the first year, and Iguodala won Finals MVP. Steph exactly. was still the best player on the team, but last You'll post, be. but last postseason, Chelsea Gray was maniacal out there, right? And so she ended up just super clutch, super efficient, like got busy. And so I think for Asia Wilson, this kind of crossed her over. I'm not saying she's the goat yet, but what I'm saying is. Having that conversation with her name in it is not outlandish. out of this world.
1: It's yeah. not an outlandish thing. I mean, basically what you're saying is that at this point, if you don't include her, it's disrespectful, really. Yeah. If you don't at least include her name. For it's sure. It's disrespectful. And Definitely, she got more to I build mean.
2: on. She's still doing it. So that's what make it where I say that's I say it's a heavy statement just because we know it been some some great when you're talking about goats is you know but, it's a lot of a lot of weight behind that
0: but also what she did last night matters a lot outside of just winning for the sure, finals MVP sure. she was shorthanded yeah. missing two starters Chelsea Gray out she Kia Stokes over. Kia Stokes is out Candace Parker she did it against Brianna Stewart who yeah. is the current MVP of the league Ooh, this season on the road she, in Barclays a girl and took oh, oh my gosh way. that <laughs> third quarter <laughs> yeah. went berserk oh. and and then, and then had mean, to clutch Mitty e. at the end of the game to basically t- dagger it. T- when was
2: he mad? Oh my touch god! Was t-
0: t- She was, <laughs> she was incredible. And let's
2: just talk about how much they pushing the game of WNBA forward. It's going man. I'm crazy. Talking about, I seen the tweets. People was tuned in. It was packed, electric in there. Like that's what you love to see. That's what that's what has been missing. It's it's like the
0: game is is grown probably to its most popular point. Since since you had players like Lisa, Lisa Leslie, Leslie in the league. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it took yeah. that type Facts. of a talent to bring the 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 oh, the it's... eyes to the WNBA in the way that it is. But right now, where it's at, it's like the WNBA it is broken all kind of records and yeah, like viewership records, attendance records, um, even the quality of the game, triple double records, um, Asia Wilson, the youngest to get. To a certain number of, I forget the exact numbers. I know it's thirty five hundred points, but I forget the numbers of Oof. rebounds and blocks as well. Like Sabrina Inescu hit the most three pointers in a single season this year. Uh, 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 West, uh, Clark has gotten
2: the most triple doubles this year. Like yeah. they're just shattering and it's records to the point now where you can look forward to who's coming. It's like you almost know who's exactly. on the way in too. So that's what's even crazier that it's never been this much buzz. On who's I, to come. And, yeah, and, and, and I said Clark, why.
0: I meant Thomas. Alyssa yeah. Thomas, excuse me. But, yeah, the with the triple-doubles. She's yeah. got the most triple-doubles in basketball. Brianna yeah. Stewart, had, like, it was so many records broken this year in terms of on the court and off the court.
1: What we're seeing right now is the evolution of the women's sport, right? I mean, and you you just talked about how we get to know these players in college well, It it works to their advantage, kind of like that used to work to the NBA's advantage, where you see players in college for two, three, four years. You get to know them. So when they come into the league, especially for a casual fan, people that are just kind of catching on to the uh, WNBA, you've seen these players in college for, you know, previous three, four years or whatever. So you know them and you know what to expect. Fact. When they get into the WNBA already. Yeah. That's something that the uh, you know the NBA is different, obviously. But back in the day, um, I know for myself, I was a much bigger college basketball fan when I was younger, as far as the men's side, when I got to see guys stay two years, two, three years, whatever it was. Yeah, because you knew them already once they got into the league. Right now, obviously, we still got great talent coming into the NBA, but we're starting to see just as great a talent on the other side with the women, and that's part of the evolution of the game because It takes any league time to grow. The league's been around since, what, 96? So it's been, what, 27 years now that the league's been around? It's still a young league for the most part. So it it, it just takes time. You know, you talked about the attendance numbers, the uh, television ratings, all this time. Now they're kind of hitting, they're they're hitting their stride. I'd say over the last maybe three, four years now, they're starting to hit their stride. They really are.
0: I'm going to read, I'm going to read some statistics just to, I mean, I was kind of going off the dome right now, but the WNBA, they deserve that kind of love right now. Um, Some highlights from the season include, and I'm reading this from a WNBA press release, viewership, combined viewership for the WNBA across ESPN networks and CBS TV networks was up 21% over the regular season uh, from last year. The WNBA on ABC averaged 627,000 viewers, making it the most viewed regular season in 11 years. The the WNBA regular season reached over 38 million total unique viewers across all networks, the highest since 2008. The All-Star Game was the most watched WNBA All-Star Game in 16 years. Um, The draft viewership was up 42% over last year. The WNBA um, also introduced appointment viewing this season with Thursday nights, and uh, that was obviously a, a new way to be able to consume. Regular season games consumed over 14 million hours. Attendance. The attendance was up 16% for this season compared to last season. The It's had its highest total attendance in 13 years. The Aces saw the highest increase in average attendance this year, um, the Brittany Griner return game, uh, her first game back was the third highest for a WNBA game this season. I mean, I can keep going. The social media engagement, the league generated a record 373 million video views this season, up 96 <laughs> percent from yeah, last year. You, like <laughs> you got
2: crazy numbers, and it's all over a decade. That this stuff is beating. Like, that's crazy. Sports betting on
0: FanDuel Sportsbook. The number of bets on the WNBA more than doubled from last season. I mean, the list goes on. Like I said, on the court... Uh, Seattle's Jewel Lloyd, uh, WNBA single season record with 939 points. Stewie had a WNBA record with six games of at least 40 points. Alyssa Thomas, as I mentioned, a record in triple doubles and broke the single season record for assists. She had six triple doubles, 316 assists. The WNBA had a record in triple doubles, 13, six more than in 2022, and four more than the league's regular seasons combined.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. In, In 2022. 25 years and, and to 25 the point That uh me and, and Partee elaborated on was uh you see 40-something percent increase on the draft viewership, which means that yes. people are looking forward and knowing these players that's coming in and actually tuned into that transition yeah. from college to the WNBA. And we didn't used to know before. Yeah. Let's be real. And that's a part of we the reason know.
0: why. That's mm-hmm. a part of the reason why, because what I do know is Asia Wilson, I think, is a part of that transformation. She won the first ever national championship. Uh, for South Carolina led them to that. South Carolina is known as arguably the best program Powerhouse. in the country now. Powerhouse. As far as, as college women's basketball is concerned. And now she's in the WNBA doing all it is that she's doing. A lot of them play And that's part. a, that's, a of part them. of her resume to me that also helps to enter her in that GOAT chat yeah. is the success from back then, basically flipping a whole program into the best program in women's basketball at yeah. the collegiate level. Let's just level. say you
2: love to see it. The camaraderie you love to see it. that the it's WNBA NBA <laughs> has shown over the years and everything. You love to see it. You
0: love to see it. Real talk. And, and like I said, man, that performance last night from her, man. That jumper that she hit to, to basically seal the game, put them up like six late, and Don Staley is just going off on the sideline. Don Staley put on that that meme mug. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. My mm-hmm. girl, my girl really liked that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Don coached moments. her. It was moments. Uh, obviously, Don coached her, you know, at at South Carolina. So Nah, man, it was it was super dope, man. Even the star power that you saw at the games, in attendance at the games, uh, it's, again, yeah, <laughs> it's it was,
2: next level. It was Barclays,
0: it's next level, man. So I'm excited for the future of the WNBA. I'm excited for the Bay Area who landed an expansion team. And I am very, very, and us three all being from the Bay Area, obviously, we love to see it. But I'm very, very, very hopeful and optimistic about Portland being the next market to be announced that will receive an expansion team. They will. And oh, I, think I think it's just it's, it's match I made. it's going to happen. That it's way. match made, man. I think it's, I
1: will, we were just talking about it, you know, off air. Um I think it's going to happen no bounce. I think I think I think Portland's. from what we were talking about, I think Portland's going to get that team. I agree. I really do.
0: I agree. I think I think, it's I, gonna I think happen. we prime for it. Um so here's why I got y'all here today. Special episode. Spencer couldn't make it, had a work oh, obligation. Man. Um All right. But I won't be here next week, so we won't have a podcast next week for those that are listening, which also means, before I even get to that, because I did tease last week that I had a special announcement that I was going to make in the wind shares this week, and – while everything is all good on my end, nothing has changed in terms of the announcement that will eventually get made. It hasn't been made yet publicly. So I have to hold off and wait for the announcement to get made publicly before I can obviously not only share with y'all the announcement, but kind of speak more in depth about the, the super dope opportunity that is on the horizon for me. Um, so, with that said, you'll probably find out on the internet before you find out on here on the podcast, which kind <laughs> of sucks, but goes. it is what it is. I'll, I'll elaborate more on the podcast about the the entire situation, so you'll you'll, you'll still enjoy what it is that I have to say about it. Um, but with that said, the NBA season starts on Tuesday. Opening night is Tuesday, and every year on this podcast. I, and usually who's joining me, Spencer joins me, Partee, I think you might've joined me for him before. D-Boy's here right now. We are going to make our predictions of NBA awards, our preseason predictions of NBA individual awards, who's going to win each conference and who's ultimately going to win the NBA championship. So I'll start out with the awards and Let's just go with the big one. I'm gonna start out with the MVP award, and I'm gonna pass the rock to our guest, Chris Partee, to kick it off and let me know who is your MVP for this upcoming NBA season.
1: All right. So, you know, I've been I've been looking through this, studying, just going through a lot of the options. Um we are, we we know a lot of the names up there, you know, that are gonna be contenders, Giannis, uh Probably have LeBron still be a contender if he plays enough. Jason Tatum, guys like that. Luka Doncic. As bad as I kind of want to go with Luka because I think it might be his year. I don't think they're going to win enough games. Mm. I'm going to pick. and I mean, and uh, Devin Booker's also in the conversation. Guys like that. I'm going with Jason Tatum this year. I think this is Jason Tatum's year mm. because the Celtics, unless something catastrophic happens, there's no way they're not a top two three-at-worst team in the East. They're going to win more than enough games, and he's going to be the driving force in that. And he's got a lot of help around him now. He's got even more help uh, outside of losing Robert Williams. He's got more help defensively, especially on the perimeter with uh, Drew Holiday. So that's going to take a little bit of onus off of him to have to do as much defensively. Then you still got Jalen Brown, obviously. Um, You got Pozingis now, too. And you got poor Zingas in the middle, who's like seven a million or whatever, however tall yeah, he is. Right. Um, <laughs> I think this is Jason Tatum's year. I really do. I think this is his year to win MVP. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, there's, there's not much more, you know, I can really yeah, say about yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think this is his year to win MVP because he's been close and he's been kind of in the argument. But the last couple of years, it feels like he kind of faded towards the end of the season. I don't think that happens this year. I think he's going to go ahead and get the MVP award. I think the last two years in a row, Luka came in as a lot of people's favorite. Again, I just don't see... Him and Kyrie, along with the Mavericks, winning enough games, got I'm it. going with uh, the Celtics. Because we know the Celtics are going to be in the uh, conversation to win the East. We know that off top. Yeah, we, for we sure. They are contenders. We know that. They, they are contenders, for, not pretenders. They've been there for five, six years now as contenders. So, and they got to one finals, lost to the Warriors a couple years ago. So I got Jason Tatum as my MVP this year. D-Boy, what you got for me?
2: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I got <laughs> Jokic <laughs> running it back again. I don't got short term memory loss. He was the best man in basketball last year. It made it look easy. Yeah, and ain't nothing about to change. He's gonna come right back. The Nuggets will be somewhere in, at the top of the West, and he's gonna be putting up crazy numbers the same way Gross. easily. And and the numbers don't lie. His numbers be different. They're they're crazy numbers. Yeah. And so I think it's a repeat of that. And on my honorable mention. I'm going with Devin Booker because I and Ooh. I'll speak on why I got that. But Devin Booker, if not Jokic, De- Devin Booker is my pick okay. to win MVP this year. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, there that's it is. my pick right there. And, there we, there and, and obviously,
0: D Boy didn't know that, but right. <laughs> that's my pick to win MVP this year. I th- I do think the Phoenix Suns will be at the top of the West, Um and and part of the reason I think that is obviously because the star power that they have up top with the big three of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal but I think this trade that just took place was everything for them and being able to round out that roster and they are now a complete team so winning games I do not think will be an issue for them. Um, Devin Booker I've been a champion for Devin Booker being in MVP conversations in past years as well and it took a little bit of time for the rest of the world to catch on, but they eventually did, and I was able to call that right here on the podcast. I got the receipts, but I watched him a couple of nights ago, or not last week now. They played a couple of nights ago, too, against the Blazers, and he he blazed them for 20 points in the first quarter. When I watched him, he had about 20 in the first quarter as well in a preseason game, and he's he's the good thing about him is he's still young enough to where he's just entering his prime as a basketball player. He's been around for a long time, but he's still young enough to where he's only going to continue to get better for in, for and, the coming years. he is. And he is. It's we happening. See it, We've seen see no it. drop off in his game. Yeah. The trajectory is crazy. Um, but then also, I was sitting, you know, courtside, floor seats at that particular game. When they came here and him and Kevin Durant, after halftime, put on street clothes and they basically sat courtside right next to me. So I was able to have some conversations with Booker while sitting on the floor and everything he said told me he is absolutely locked in this season and that he believes this is the Phoenix Suns year to win a championship so obviously with that said he's going to do everything in his power to make that happen in fact he told me you should believe too that Hmm. the Phoenix Suns Hmm. are going to win the championship I'm telling you right now you might want to believe because this is the year we're getting it done and he showed it on the floor with a 20 point first quarter (laughs) and I didn't
2: want to spoil it but that's why that was my honorable mention because I do believe they will win it all this year. That's who I have to win the championship this year is the Phoenix Suns. And so well, well, damn, you just skipped
0: past know. all the awards yeah, to, yeah, the yeah, ending, yeah, to the end
2: of the... That was going to be the grand wow. finale.
0: That's it.
1: That's it. D-Boy didn't change the whole
0: format. he changed the whole format, damn it. Well, I mean, I feel
2: like you basically said that too. You, you, you gave us the believe speech. Uh, uh, he, he, he said you better believe. <laughs> that, that came on top of a believe speech, so I thought we was already putting it out there, brother. <laughs> we well, wasn't
0: quite there. I was talking MVP. No um let's, bar. No. No. (laughs) No host bar, no host bar. And then I also think, and I also think, why I do agree with you, D-Boy, about Joker. They got a few guys that were important rotational pieces that are no longer on the team. And this is the first year that I think the Nuggets are going to be the hunted. They've been able to kind of fly under the radar and continuously get better and better and better year to year. Now they're at that point where, while, yeah, they got the best player. We every every game's off. a big game for them now. Yeah. Every time they step on a court, yes. it's it's a big game now. Really. And so really. I can see some a lot more losses taking place than have in recent years in the regular season. Okay. And they still can be just as good in the postseason, but in the regular season, it's a little different when you're the hunted. Fact. Um rookie of the year, who you got, Partee? Rookie of the year, I mean, I, I was looking
1: uh looking through some guys and and I, I came across and I forgot that Chet Holmgren didn't even play last year, so he's yep. still eligible this year because yes, he yes, missed he the whole season. Absolutely, um, I think he'll factor into that. But I think this is going to be one of those years where the top guy that everyone's looking at is probably going to win it. I think Victor Wimbayama going to win it. Yep. I think Scoot. I think Scoot will be in there. He probably finished second, third, but I, I think Victor's going to win it. I think he's going to average around 21 games, something like that. I think he's going to win it. And defensively, he's going to be really effective as well. So yeah. I, I just don't see there's any, I mean, as long as he plays, you know, enough games, right. I think he'll win it. Right. I think he'll win it.
2: D-Boy, who you got? I agree. I think Wimbayama is going to earn it, but I think, like you said, you didn't say this, but you kind of alluded to it. I think that is his to lose. I think we are all going to be watching for him to be the That's rookie of the off. year and expect it. And so until he doesn't do it, it, it's his already, you know what I mean. And again, I think like yeah. he says, Scoot'll be right there in the conversation. That's where the buzz is. Um, we know what he did already in the G League, but it, it's it's Vix to win. I I think third time's a charm. I'm going Winby for all the reasons <laughs>
0: y'all already stated. He's a legacy act, and all he has to do is have the statistics of a rookie of the year candidate to actually yep. win the award. In my opinion. <laughs> Um, so I'm going Wimby all day with that one. Defensive player of the year, Partee, who you got?
1: Defensive player. Now, there's so many guys here that you could go with. I mean, yeah. Part of me wants to pick Anthony Davis, but I just don't – just it's hard to depend on him to play enough games. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not going with him. I think this year is going to be Bam Adebayo. Now, it was close with me. I was thinking possibly Drew Holiday. But we don't see guards win that award often, right. it's just, and, and Marcus Smart just won it what two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think Drew Holiday will be in there because we know what he does defensively. He locks down on the perimeter, but I think it's going to be Bam Adebayo's year to win a Defensive Player of the Year. I think I think he's in there, and they're going to need him to do that as well as stepping up more on offense because we you know they didn't get game this year. So, <laughs> which is what they were kind of counting on to help them out. And it didn't happen. So, but yeah, I think I got bam for defensive player of the year. I got AD. I, I liked
2: what I saw last year from him. He was real active. I think he's going to play enough. I think he'll have a, a, a season for sure. And when he was out there, I mean, he make it look easy. He, he knows the game. Obviously he's a vet and, his defensive presence was was felt. I mean, he puts up crazy numbers too, as far as rebounds and, and shot blocks. So I think he's always in that top five. Could be like you said, they don't give it to guards much. So I, I think he got a strong uh, chance at that.
0: I am gonna go with Rudy Gobert. Um, Ooh, obviously time, huh? For he got four, three already. Exactly four four time. <laughs> which the fact that he okay. has three already is telling that. He's basically a guy that's going to be in that conversation every year. Oh, for sure. Um, And so he'll be back in it this year. But the reason being, it's not that I think he's going to be astronomically better. I also don't think there's going to be any drop-offs from him defensively. But I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to take that next step this year. And I think Anthony Edwards is going to have everything to do with that. And I think if you include the fact that they'll win more games and maybe be a, a, a top four or five team in the Western Conference, which is what I think they'll they'll end up being this year and shocking some folks. Um, and him obviously being in that conversation, it'll, it'll play a role in them being able to get to that amount of wins because you need Rudy to go bear to be who he is for that to happen. Also, in tandem with what I think the next step Anthony Edwards is going to take, I think Rudy Gobert and that Minnesota team is going to shock a lot of people with the success that they have this season and in turn – Gobert will win the defensive player of the year.
2: I think Gobert on the decline, Cuddy. I I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't,
0: I mean, a
2: decline is (laughs) maybe offensively, but yeah. I mean, I just feel like that as of late, I feel like he kind of get bullied a little bit. Like, I feel like he already had a chance to be, like, basically, I think, like, he's not moving toward his prime. So, yeah, I think he's won the awards, but I don't feel like he's, like, I don't think it was as recent as the past few years, basically. And so I don't think he going to come back and and be that caliber of player to win the best in the league at doing something award. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think he's, I don't think that's the way that his career is going. I think it's going maybe away from that more so than anything with, with the talent and the strength and the people you got in the league. I just, I feel like that's what he showed me recently. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that drop-off. D-boy, but
1: <laughs> I like tech, though. I, like I, I tech, ain't mad man. at it. That's a, that's a, that's a it. kind of a bold tech. Yeah, I like it is. It.
0: I, I ain't seen I like that much it. of a drop-off, but I ain't mad at it. <laughs> I feel it.
2: <that>.
1: <laughs> Let's see, though.
2: You know what I mean? I think it's going to be sure. a big year to see because, again, if it haven't happened in the last few years, if he don't, I think he's starting to fall further and further away from being in that category. Um, Woo. Most Improved Player <laughs> Award. Most improved player, Jordan Poole. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Jordan Poole finna go off in Washington. He's gonna he gonna go off. I think he'll be, I think he's gonna have a strong shot at being an all-star. And with that being said, going from kind of a role guy, we knew what he could do over in Golden State, but never is gonna be able to really thrive. I think it's gonna further, further showcase that. And then again, he's an all-eyes on me kind of guy for maybe narratives that he doesn't like to be associated with, but we're going to pay attention to Jordan Poole, and they're going to highlight whether he's thriving or not in this new role. It's going to be extra paid attention to. So with that, I feel like those are all things you could either take advantage of or it could work to your disadvantage. If he goes over there and stinks up the place and does more of the negative stuff that he did do, over in Golden State, but if he goes and thrives in in his new role and becomes he got an the green light, That's he for got the sure. green light, and and we know he yeah. got, yeah. and we know he got the capability too. yeah, He's you know what I game. mean. So if it all comes together and this year is good, I think he 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 could be at the
1: forefront of that conversation.
0: Party, who you got?
1: D boy, that's a good pick there because I think dude gonna average damn near 30. I really do. Like he's just gonna he they they have no chance of winning and he's gonna go wild. But, I see um, 27.
2: I think he gonna okay, average 27.
1: Hey, that that sounds good. Um I got a different one though, and it may sound a little weird because this guy is already we already think we all w- will agree that this guy is already really good. But I think there's another gear he can get, he can hit and I think he's going to have another breakout year, and that's Anthony Edwards. I love Anthony mm, Edwards. Yeah, I, I do think too. <laughs> it might sound strange to some people, but I think we could see a progression even in points kind of similar to what we saw with Shea Gill just last year. Like, I think he may average somewhere around 28 points a game this year as long as they go ahead and just give him and say, this is your team because I think it's his team already. I don't think this is Cat's team anymore. It's definitely not Rudy Gobert's team. This is Anthony Edwards' team, and Agreed. they need to start playing like it. Agreed. Then you start playing like you. So I yeah, I got Anthony Edwards for that award. It might sound weird nah. to some people because he's already good. Yeah. But I think there's another level he can. He's only been in the league, what, three years now? Three is this year four, I think, for him. Yeah. Coming into. Yeah, yeah, he's gotta start so,
0: winning now. Yeah, exactly. They gotta they gotta win some more games. Which they, I yeah. like I said, I I mean, obviously it's hard for me to to disagree with you because of the same points that I made about why I think Rudy Gobert is going to be back in the conversation again. And I think that's going to align with a breakout type of a year from Anthony Edwards in in tandem. I I don't see that being an an outlandish take there. Um, For me, though, I am going to go with SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander.
1: Okay, okay. Mm.
0: I'm going mm. with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. That's a bad boy. That's a bad <laughs> boy. I, I don't think it's enough that he can't on. He's already a, a bad, bad boy. He might be in the MVP talk. Yeah, which is why I think if he exactly. doesn't if he doesn't win the MVP award, he'll end up landing the Most Improved Player award. Because uh, because that's a huge step still to be uh, able to go from a, – a, a, in, in your third year being in an MVP conversation
2: – that's
0: yeah, I a think step he in the right direction. That league
2: of, of most improved, though, to be honest, I think they're gonna give it to it. Le- uh, we
0: saw I- John Morant win most improved in twenty twenty two, so it's like yep. John. It was yeah, yep. it but was that, a similar trajectory in terms of production, at least. And uh, so, the, Giannis is one of most improved players. Like star players win that award. Like superstar players win that I mean, award. It's it's
1: almost like a stepping stone up to that next level right. to be like all NBA MVP caliber, like like perennial mm. NBA All NBA MVP caliber. It's kind of like a stepping stone. And, to and me, exactly, to
0: me. and because I don't think he's going to win the MVP, but I think he'll have an MVP caliber season. I think he yeah. lands at the Most Improved Player award because it's going to show like that's the direction that this dude is headed in. Obviously, they're still a young team, so if Very. they win more games this year. That helps a lot in terms of making a case for him for whichever award you say most improved or most valuable player. But, again, because I don't think he'll win the MVP, I do think he'll land at that most improved player award. He's he's about to be – and I'm seeing on these lists, which I, I I got a little bit of a problem with a lot of these lists because you got all of these <laughs> rankings lists that are coming out. He's in, like, everybody's top ten in the in the league list of best players in the league. The the problem that I have with it is he's above Dame on every list as well. At least all the ones that I've seen. The ESPN yeah. Steven like I've seen a lot of lists. I've seen uh, some Fox lists. Like it's a lot it's it's what happens every year. They put these lists out. Exactly. And SGA is in like everybody's top 10. Mm-hmm. And again, his game is really like that. So I'm not mad at that. But obviously, it's really, really hard for me to state at this point that he's better than Dame. But for a lot of people, I think they're looking at it as his ceiling can be higher than Dame's. So they're willing to kind of put him a de- ahead of Dame on that list. But yeah. I got SGA as most improved.
2: Real quick, to back my point, I just pulled up the top based off of numbers right now, based off of odds. The top five people. Mm. And when I name these top five people that they have predicted to win it, this is what I mean by SGA is not in the same conversation. They got mm. Bridges at the forefront to win it. Maxi, Poole, Cade Cunningham, and Austin Reeves. Yeah, That's what I mean those by guys those are win. the top five yeah. right now front runners to win this. SGA is in a whole nother bracket, he's better, which he's better than, I feel like... He's that,
0: better than all those players, but he doesn't win like more than those I players. That's why I don't feel
2: like it is a stepping stone award, like with, uh, what Partee was saying. You know what I mean? Because the, when yeah. you see the four... These ain't front runners to go be the MVP of the NBA no time soon, if ever. You know what I mean? So, it, to each his own, but I, I, you can, I think you can it's somebody there. more like a Jordan Poole that we know is not going to be an MVP of the league, but is going to go from an uh, ultimate role player who... You know, what I mean, had a rough year last year to be like we said, averaging damn near thirty and having a lot of highlight moments.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still rolling. I think he'll land there. I think yeah, he'll I mean, land you know, there. Note
1: it. And also, you know, I like uh, the three guys that we all just named: uh, Pool, Edwards, and Shea gilders Alexander. I think all three of them could be candidates to be within the next couple of years a league scoring champion. Because they yes. fill it up enough. For sure. Like, I yeah. really do. And, and I think of the best... The best uh, scorer of those three it, is SGA. But I think...
0: To, <laughs> the best scorer of that, those three is SGA. I think, best, SGA. I, I think <laughs> I think both <laughs> I, I of them could
1: be saying, league the, MVP. The players that have the best odds of doing it, I think would be Poole because he don't really have nobody else. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I Who think it'll be Poole.
2: I think that's... A, I, you might want to put $10 on it, homie. Listen, though. But this is what I'm saying, though. Yeah, Pooh
0: don't have nobody else. But I'm talking about I, hiring, I'm ta- yeah, but blues. I'm talking oh, okay. about. Okay, okay. I'm, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying what I'm saying is about SGA. He already averaged yeah. thirty. He's already exactly. a 30-point-per-game guy. So the fact that he's in these top 10 conversations is primarily because of how good of a scorer he is. He's that special of a talent. Yeah, the other guys can fill it up and, and obviously pulls the shooter, and he's going to be able to get the volume. And I think Anthony Edwards is obviously getting better and better. When I'm telling you the best pure scorer of those three is one and alone – Shea Gilgis Alexander, he is an absolute bucket and he does it efficiently. Like he's, I'm telling y'all, man, that dude is a different kind of a scorer. And I've always followed SGA because a long time ago when he was a young buck, KD vouched for him. And it's not a better scorer damn near ever in the history uh, uh, than KD. And that's the young bull when SGA was a rookie that he was like, he's going to be a problem. And if there's anybody that I think could (laughs) call that out from a scoring standpoint, when you speak about a scoring title, it's KD, man. (laughs) It's KD. You right. It's KD. It's KD. I give you that. Let's see. What's the next award that we have here? The next award that we have is um, Coach of the Year.
1: Ooh. That was the one I did not – I forgot to – Put
0: that one down. <laughs> well, now you got. Now you get to do it on the fly.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach of the year. You start this one off. Um, coach of the year. I'm going
0: Frank Vogel. I'm Ooh. going Frank Vogel. I, I already have said what I said in terms of Phoenix and the success that they're going to have. Um, I think that's going to be. This is going to be Vogel's revenge tour. Obviously, after having been let go from the Lakers, and now he's able to, to to get a team like this. He won a championship with the Lakers and got let go, too. Uh, yeah, they had a significant significant drop-off. They had the drama with Russell Westbrook, all the things. But I think this is going to be Frank Vogel's year with what he has, with the tools that he has, and how good of a coach that he already is. And the fact that he has a bunch of offensive tools, but he's a defensive coach, I think – is sort of match-made for, for that team in particular because the area where you feel like they they would lack or have weaknesses is the area that he specializes in. I got Frank Vogel as the coach of the year this year. I got Michael
2: Malone. I don't think Frank Vogel is a championship. A bad, yeah, I just think... Oh, woo. <laughs> yeah, coming off a of chip. That's like, a rough one. Yeah, I think only because of the reason that you said earlier, I think it is going to be a target on their back. And... I think they got the the team to do that. They really are one of them, like, camaraderie, damn near old school type of vibes when it comes to Jokic and Murray not being extremely flashy, but, like, really about business. And it do seem like it comes from the top down. It seem like Michael Malone is that way, cool as hell, it seem like. But, but about business, though, and, like, yeah, like, we know this finna be what it is this year and we and we we about all that you know what i mean so i think if they are able to sustain a, a high level of 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 winning in the midst of that i think he he definitely is in the conversation
1: okay you got T. for me i I'm a, i, I got to go boston again i got to go joe mazula i'm going to go joe mazula cuz i yeah Bo, boston's definitely going again boston's going to be in the mix I think they they could easily win the uh, the East again as far as having the best record in these 57 games somewhere in there. I don't think in, you know. I don't. Th- I don't think anyone's going to win sixty games, um, probably in either conference. But I could definitely see them winning fifty five to uh, fifty eight games somewhere in there. So I I, I got Joe Mazzulla. Got, got Joe. it. Got another it. another year under his belt um as the head coach so you know that that first year is always kind of kind of shaky and they still with the talent they have they made it um you know to the conference final so that they're going to be definitely in the mix can't go wrong with that
0: i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it okay who will be in the nba finals this year i won't say who your east team and west team let's you know bring it all together who are the two teams that you have Facing off Ooh. in the NBA Finals this year, and then after that, everybody can predict who they think their champion will be. If y'all want me to kick it off, I got the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks facing it off. Times in the NBA two. Finals.
2: I, that's where I was going. Times two. That's where I'm at with it. Times two. <laughs>
0: times two. That's where I'm at with it. No yeah, need for I me mean, to say nothing. Damn.
1: <laughs> It's, it's kind of hard to pick against the Suns. But I mean, I, in the East, I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks in the East coming. Okay. Out. I got the Bucks coming out. Even though I got Missoula and uh, Tatum with MVP and Coach of the Year, I got the Bucks coming out of the East. I, I just think the, the, they have um, and bringing in Dame. I just think they're gonna be a terror. Now, obviously, a lot of that you know depends on. I think Chris Middleton is still gonna be important to that team as that the uh, you know, third cog in that wheel. But um, if he plays huh?
0: I said health dependent for sure. Exactly.
1: For that team. But you know, if they get, you know, they get 60-something games out of him, I think that's good enough. As long as he's there for the postseason, I think they'll be fine. Um over the West, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, I hate to make it to trifecta, but um, you know, I wanna I it wanna believe in the Cl- I wanna believe in the Clippers so bad, but it's just hard at this point. Right. It, it is right. so hard to believe in the Clippers. Now they're trying to bring in James Harden. Personally, I don't think that's going to help matters at all with what they got going on there. I just, I just think it's going to confuse things even more bringing in James Harden. <laughs> I just honestly do. I, I, just, I just honestly do. I don't got think it's going to help anything at all. For I just sure. no. don't. Yeah. So I mean, at, at this point, now I think the, the the caveat is the Lakers for me because. Yeah. With the Lakers' size up front and now they've they had the best of offseason.
2: They did
0: They great. had a great
1: offseason and they've reached <laughs> until it, like,
0: <laughs> that
1: yeah. trade
0: happened. And I exactly. think now you gotta say it. Phoenix had the best offseason.
1: But uh, like if you look at the Lakers this time last they year, they up were in shambles.
2: Yeah, no, they did great. Lakers are doing yeah, good for sure. over there.
1: So I uh, but I'm gonna go with the Suns, but I think it could be the Suns, Lakers in the conference finals. I'll put it like that. I like Who's it. Who's your champ? I got the Bucks. Ooh. I got Dame. I got Dame hoisting that trophy, man. Ooh. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I,
2: I, I got the Suns, P <laughs> I got the Suns, and I'm not wavering. The that is a lot of points over there. No, that's a lot of buckets over in Phoenix, man. That's oh, I struggle bucket. with this one. I'm struggling. You. I'm it's, struggling. So I'm trying to draw it out I'm for struggling. you right struggling.
0: Yeah. I'm struggling. It's, That's it's, my it's, answer. It's, <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling because I like Phoenix a lot. But the size of the Bucks and yeah. the fact that Dame is going to be able to stretch the floor that size. Without Dame, obviously, it's a completely different conversation because we've seen, we've seen Packard in basketball be and Achilles heel for the Milwaukee Bucks. You can't pack it in <laughs> no more with that guy. You got to pick him up at half court, and you damn near got to send two.
2: Damn near got to send You so know what I'm saying? Yes. So
0: it's like it's going to yep. open up the floor so much for them defensively because they have the size that they have. Ooh, I struggle with this one. I, I want to say the Suns and I want to say Milwaukee real bad, and I am going to reserve the right to tell myself right now I don't know who I don't know who I
2: have yet between the two. <laughs> That's not Go the bottom was of going, going off at the end of this segment. That is not what we waited for. Oh,
0: I'm, I'm struggling cuz I cuz I
1: do Deep think away, What's going on over there? He going to take
2: the easy way out? I'm like that is too easy. I didn't think he had it any P. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm struggling. We might have to force even the I, corner I, on I, this I, one. I will
0: get forced. <laughs> I'll get forced in the corner and I'll say partie I agree with you, man. I think it's going to be the Bucks to win it A all. The I, I, I look at I look at what championship ball takes. They obviously got championship pedigree. Of course, the Suns do, too. Not as a unit, though. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, KD's won, but he won in Golden State, where the Bucs has their core that won a championship and a title together. You just substitute out Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard, and it's safe to say I think that that's an upgrade, and I think both teams you got to cons- you, sure. you got to consider both teams health but yeah i think the fact that what what Milwaukee's weakness was offensively is now basically taken care of with Damian Lillard mm-hmm. I, and and the fact that i think they're going to be a better defensive team they got defensive player of the year in Giannis they got more size at the rim they just got things that is going to take you know defense wins championships if you will I think I I am going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. But, boy, that's a tough one for me because I really like Phoenix. The fact that I got them coming out the West tells you how much respect I have for Phoenix alone. But I think Milwaukee is more of a championship-built team than Phoenix is. I do.
1: And I'm I'm glad you mentioned defense because that's kind of what it came down to me. You know, in these series, when it comes down to it, I looked at who's going to be more likely to get big stops late when yeah. they really need them in crunch time. I don't think Phoenix is gonna be able to do that against a team like Milwaukee to get those stops. Now, on the other hand, I think Milwaukee, even though Dame is not the defender that Drew Holiday is, they have up they have so much size, they got size in Milwaukee. Man. It's I think they're to gonna beat. be able to get stops against and, other all the other better teams, all, all the best teams and, when it really matters. That's what it comes down to, to me, for me.
0: And if if I had to say a dark horse for the MVP award this year. It's just going to be so tough because he's already playing with an MVP caliber player alongside him. It would be Dame. Um, I I think Dame is going to have – an incredible year this year. I think the exposure that Dame's going to get playing 20 nationally televised games in comparison to the two or three that he's been getting for the last <laughs> 11 years of his career is going to do wonders for him. And Dame does I, – I, I one of the perks of sitting, of sitting where I get to sit at a lot of those Blazer games is I get to see the emotion from guys – Based on, yeah. like, what it is that turns them up, what it is that's, like, driving them. You get to kind of see what their driving force is that you may not particularly be able to see on television. And Dame's talked about it since coming to the Bucks, but I also have seen it. Dame, he's never going to be Drew Holiday defensively, but he does take pride on that side of the ball. The problem is, he had too much of a load to carry offensively. But Dame took pride in when he got big stops and when he, like, that turns him up. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen yeah. the emotion that you just wouldn't see in the highlights or that you wouldn't see sitting further up. But I, 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 gotten to see very intimately how excited getting defensive stops makes Damian Lillard. Again, he's no Drew Holiday. That's a gift that Drew Holiday has over there. Yeah, but definitely. Dame, it, it, he he's going to want to prove that I'm a good defender in this league, and this is going to be the first time I'm able to prove that because offensively, I don't have to carry nearly as much of a load as I've had to for the last 11 years of my career.
2: That makes sense.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's going to be a huge factor. And, you know, like like you talked about, like he's never played with anyone like Giannis. <laughs> he just, he's never had anyone even close to that next to him. So the offensive load, is, it, it's not going to be – he doesn't have to go out and try to give you 30 every night. He doesn't have to do
0: that. 70 for crying out loud.
1: Yeah. I watched I him mean, do it.
0: it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's whole new NBA probably, this year. Whole new NBA. Scores,
1: <laughs> th- there's probably going to be games where he scores, you know, 17 points and has like nine assists but they're gonna win you know what I mean cause he doesn't have to do what he did before so I think
0: he can average a double-double with this team I truly do cuz he's going to be he's not going to have to shoot as much and he's going to have yeah. the best targets to be able to pass the ball to and he's good at passing like he's a good passer. He's just yeah. always had to thread the needle in Portland to make big plays as a floor general. Now, he can yeah. lob it up, he can throw the ball in the area. He got big guys that's going to be sealing shit off. He can throw a oop at the rim and they're going to take they're going to take care of the rest. Like he hasn't had those options around him in Portland. So I yeah. think Yeah, he's going to be the real deal this year. Partee, man, we appreciate you for joining.
1: You know, hey, it's always fun coming on the Wake Up and Win podcast anytime y'all need me. Hey, I'm just ready for this season to get started, and I appreciate y'all having me me on as always.
0: You already know. You already know. On that note, we are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke
2: and and go win.
0: win.